0: I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I have our favorite guest, Joe Levitt back on. You have a probably already listened to her. And if you haven't, she is the number one listened to podcast on the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin podcast show uh, titled "Swinging 101. And today we have a really juicy title and topic that Joe has come up with for us. I'm really excited. It's called get out of your head and into their bed. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about not just like what is swinging, but how do you fucking get a date? Like there's so much that goes on in your head about this topic. Like, am I attracted enough? Like, do people really want me? That's what I hear a lot from the men. And then the women like about their bodies and like body awareness and oh my God, now I'm going to get naked and have sex with people. And there's the whole thing. So Joe's going to lead us through today how to get out of our heads and into their beds. Joe, I'm going to let you kick this off. Why don't you tell anybody that doesn't already know who you are a little bit about you and can just jump right into our
1: subject. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, like the beautiful Jen said, I'm Joe Levitt. Um, I'm confidence coach for swingers and other sexy freaks, um, I'm a lifestyle coach and swingers are my people. The lifestyle is just, it's my world. It's where I feel most comfortable. It's where I feel my most myself and most authentic. And so that's the, the target. That's my audience that I wanted to coach to. So, um, that's kind of me. I love coaching for confidence because like I tell people, I want you to embrace your badassery. Like you are fucking amazing. And you have all of these unique gifts and talents and all of your your quirkiness and your weirdness is all part of this amazing package that you are and most people don't even realize that about themselves and they have all of these insecurities and, and it really holds them back from what they really want so as a confidence coach it's really my goal to help you recognize all of that amazingness about you and you really get out of your head and stop overthinking and stop worrying yourself about all of your flaws and, and feeling like you're not enough and just owning that shit. So you can put yourself out there and so that you can get everything that the lifestyle has to offer. So I love
0: when you're like, all you sexy freaks, (laughs) my inner freak is like, "Yeah, yeah, (laughs) so I have a question. Because okay. you talk about being a confidence coach and I watch you in our swinger group on Facebook. You're very confident. Are people just born with confidence? Like you just, is it innate? If you don't have it, you're never going to get it. Is it something that can be taught? What do you think?
1: So I think some people, it there's a little bit of it that's personality. I think it's a little bit people are born with a little bit more outgoing personality and uh, a little more introverted personality. But as far as like the confidence, it 100% can be learned. You can, a lot of it is, is acceptance in yourself. And that is a skill that can be learned. And confidence really is an action before it's a feeling. And that's one of the things that I tell people all of the time is they say, Well, I can't do that. I don't feel confident. And I'm like, well, fuck, I don't want to get up out of bed in the morning and go to work, but I do. You know, you don't have to feel a certain way to act a certain way. But the more you continue to act that way and the more you get a positive response from it, from other people and also from yourself, those feelings will come as well. So, absolutely, can be learned, can be taught, can be cultivated. Mm -hmm. And The one thing that, the other reason that I really love to focus on confidence is, you know, everybody wants to be attractive. Everybody wants people to want them. You know, that's a normal thing. That's normal in everyday vanilla world, but especially in the swinger world. And you may not be able to change a lot about your appearance, but you can so change your attitude. You can so change your confidence. You can change the way you show up. And that's what people respond to.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. It's that fake it till you make it mentality. Like what I love about this lifestyle slash open world is like, there's a lot of role play. There's a lot of like pretending to be a certain way, or we have a lot of like themed parties, right? Where of course Valentine's Day is coming up. So I've got one where it's like a, an un-Valentine slash 50 shades. Like we gonna get our bad ass BDSM shit on, right? And there's something when you like put the outfit on that it seems like you borrow confidence or you like borrow a different personality that's yours or you just give yourself permission to show up differently. And I can see a lot of parallel to this being just your everyday life of, can I get a girlfriend? I see a lot of posts in these groups that are like, I just want someone to snuggle with. Like right now mm-hmm. it's like cuffing season and it's fucking cold outside. It's snowed like four inches here in Arkansas. Yeah, And there's a lot of people in the group that's like, who wants to come snuggle with me? And like, nobody answers. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes, I can see some parallel between faking it before you make it for real and
1: <clears throat> learning
0: that for your
1: real life right and so you know one of the things that a lot of people struggle with um i see it come up all the time is how do they get people to to respond to them yeah. you know it's like they have this fear of putting themselves out there because they want somebody to respond back they don't want that rejection you know and for them that rejection is just not having any responses um and it's challenging. You know, the fear of rejection is an innate fear that we're kind of born with. We need that connection. And so the fear of rejection is a real thing that really holds a lot of people back. But the biggest thing that insecure people do that secure people don't is insecure people tend to focus on themselves and their own feelings and their own fears and how they're showing up. Mm-hmm. And secure people, really are more outwardly focused. They're focused on the other people and what other people want, and they're paying attention to those signs from other people so they can give back to that. Yeah. So um, insecure people, I know it sounds awful, but they tend to be very self-centered just because their circle um, of, of attention is very inwardly focused because they have they're fighting all these feelings of insecurity and so all of these feelings of not enough means that they are like well what are they going to think of me and what do I look like and, and how are people going to respond to me and um you know is this outfit okay instead of being like oh I'm having a good time look at that person, look at that person that person looks like they're having a good time um, instead of being in the moment, they're just very inside themselves.
0: Okay. So I can see examples of that happening again within our group where Mm -hmm. you'll see the lonely posts. It's like, I guess no one's going to post anything on this today. Or like, I just can't ever get a girlfriend or anyone Mm -hmm. to like any of my posts. And then the other people that are like, always posting nice things on other people's posts. So like, again, back in our group, it's very themed swingers and open people love themed anything. So it might be like today's hump day when we're recording this, it's Wednesday. So there's booties all over the page. So an example of an outward action would be for you to be like, that booty looks fine," Or like, I'm so glad it's hump day. Thanks for sharing your sexy panties with us or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um Instead of being the one going, nobody will comment on me, or I'm so scared to put that was me until like two weeks ago, I wasn't <laughs> posting until Joe was like, Girl, you need to be interactive. And so, those were hot,
1: those pictures were so hot.
0: I've been getting bolder, yeah,
1: mm, yeah, no, you're so right. And I see those posts all the time that are like, Well. What I see a lot of the posts that are like, oh, well, sure, they're going to comment on these posts that are these women that are like a size 10 and that are sexy, but they don't respond to these older, these these um, fluffier women or these you know more plus size or these older people or any of that stuff. And I think that's just bullshit because you get, I, I mean, on one side, yes, more attractive People, physically more attractive people are just in general going to attract more attention. That's human nature. Like as people, we are obviously going to be drawn to a certain level of aesthetics, but that doesn't mean that if you aren't a 10 quote unquote, that you're not going to get responded to because it's more of an attitude than it is anything else. People respond more to positivity and to confidence than they do even to a size 10 or even to a a 10, right? So you're the people that do really well in those kinds of groups are the people that have cultivated that community. They've posted on other people's things and they comment regularly and they're positive about it and they've created that community. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. And if you're focused on yourself and what you're gonna get out of it, then you're not gonna do as well as you would if you were focused on what you can give back to other people. The more you give, the more you're gonna get back. And that's just life, dude. That's just life.
0: I love that. I love that within the first couple minutes we have already learned. Yeah. We gotta <laughs> show up and participate <laughs> on other people's posts if we want to get into their bed. Hey there. Did you know that I do online coaching? Yes, I do online coaching in the sex and relationship space. Some of the topics that are near and dear to my heart are open relationships. So that includes polyamory, swinging, or what we call the lifestyle. I also love conversations around online dating. We're talking Bumble, Tinder, Field, and more. And then the last thing that's really passionate and close to my heart is conscious uncoupling. That means we get to break up with people with love and respect, with dignity and hope. We get to create a life for our children that gets to be a little bit different. We can do things better than we have in the past. So if any of these topics sound interesting to you and you'd love to get some coaching from me, check out the link in the show notes or the link in my bio for more information on coaching with Jen. Okay, Joe. so that's all good and easy to say, but like if I am dealing with a a, a really, really, really like immeasurable amount of angstiness or anxiety or avoidance and having to make connections with people, or I'm doing it and I just keep getting a no, I keep getting a not interested or silence, which is even worse. How do I overcome that? What do I do?
1: Well... I mean it's challenging obviously when you're you're trying to to battle not only learning how to navigate connecting with people but also learning how to manage your own emotions and it depends on the level of emotional flexibility that you have but one of the most important things that I do when I'm coaching people is helping them to manage their thoughts in recognizing what they are what those sensations are in those in your body and learning how to create a little bit of distance between yourself and those feelings that you have. Because when you're feeling very overwhelmed with your your feelings, when you're feeling a lot of anxiety and when you're feeling a lot of fear, you're sort of um, what I call like in the weeds. It's very difficult for you to separate yourself from those feelings and be able to take any action towards what you want, because you're just very overwhelmed. You're very consumed by those feelings. So one of the things that I coach my clients with is learning how to, first of all, recognize the sensations that come in with your body, because normally those thoughts come so quickly to you that they you don't recognize them. So your thoughts are going to Affect your feelings, and then your feelings are going to affect your actions. But really, those thoughts come so quickly that you don't really recognize them most of the time until you've learned to do that really the first thing that you notice a lot of times is the sensations that happen in your body. And that's the way you can recognize if there's something wrong is that's like the signal that your body's sending you that something's not right. And that could be that feeling of anxiety, the heaviness in your chest, the sweaty palms, (laughs) the hot face, any of those things like that. So the first step is really recognizing those, um, responses in your body, Mm -hmm. and then learning what the thoughts are associated with those.
0: Mm.
1: Once you are able to do that, um, it helps you create a little bit of distance between yourself and those feelings and those thoughts, and it allows you to take just enough of a step back that you aren't feeling so overwhelmed, and you can sort of accept those feelings and still take action.
0: Okay. Okay. So I'm going to kind of draw a a line across each one of these things that we learn, because I think they're all going to tie together for us at the end. So the first step is you're encouraging us to take action. It's more important to take action than to have someone see you. Tell me again what the phrase is.
1: Um, The confidence is an action before it's a feeling.
0: Okay, there we go. So then we go from this to embodying and feeling in our body when it happens and acknowledging, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling stress. I'm feeling, um, embarrassment Mm -hmm. and we're calling to the surface, the feeling. Right. Okay. Then what?
1: So you, it helps to recognize once you have, have called to that, that those feelings to the surface, it helps you recognize that, it's okay for you to feel those things. They're just natural human emotions and that it's okay for you to take action, even though you're feeling those things. Mm-hmm. And it's a process. It's not something that just comes easily, like any kind of change in your life. It takes consistency and it keep, it takes hard work and effort. I tell my, my audience this all of the time, fucking change is hard. I'm never going to tell you that it's easy. It's so fucking worth it, but it's hard. And you have to be willing to put in the hard work and the effort and you have to be consistent with that. So once you've been able to recognize those emotions and those thoughts that are associated with those, then you're going to learn how to accept those feelings. Your fear is never, ever going to go away. It's, an, it's a needed emotion that you have. It's never going to go away. So you're not trying to stop it. You're trying to learn to accept it and then take action anyway.
0: Okay. Now I think it's important to talk about what take action means, right? Because this is all about getting out of your head and into their bed. So right. from what I'm hearing... I'm making these steps now on paper. Number one, make the first move. Number two, it's okay to feel the feelings of anxiety Mm -hmm. or embarrassment. Number three, accept those feelings and fucking take action. What's the action? If we want people to get into our bed, what does that look like?
1: Right. So, I mean, that depends on on your situation, of course. So that action, if you're at an event, that action could be actually going up and having a conversation with somebody. And, um, there's a whole scheme of, I don't want to say scheme. That's the Mm -hmm. wrong word. Scheme is the wrong word. Um, there's a whole, a whole process. Thank you. That's better. Um, that I help my clients with that helps them recognize sort of who their target audience is at an event really so it's our human nature to walk into a party and scan it and be like oh that chick's hot or that dude's hot that's that's my target right that's who i want to that's who i want to to go get with mm-hmm. i recommend that people kind of think about things a little bit differently so when you walk into an event i recommend that you're sort of scanning it and you're looking around and you're seeing Not only who you're interested in, but also who is interested in you, who's looking Mm -hmm. at you, who's paying attention to you, who's making eye contact with you, because where those two circles interconnect, where they meet, that's your target audience. The people that you're interested in who are also interested in you.
0: Okay, this sounds very similar to inner versus outer focus. So if we're inwardly focused, we're going, he's hot, she's hot, they're hot. Sure. If we're outwardly focused, we're thinking he's hot, she's hot, they're hot. Oh, and they're looking at me. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So what happens if you walk into the room and nobody notices, maybe it's busy, maybe you're late, I don't know, and- you're still at, she's hot, he's hot, they're hot. They don't notice me. Then what? Like, I feel like there's some sort of approaching thing that needs to happen. I don't know.
1: So here's, here's a little tip and I know it's going to sound silly, but you need to put yourself out there. And that doesn't even necessarily mean going up and talking to somebody. That means strutting your stuff across the room. (laughs) And as you go across the room, and I don't mean skirt around the side, I don't mean like hug (laughs) the wall, put yourself out there, walk right across the middle of the room, make eye contact with people as you go, maybe say hi as you go. You can pretend in your head that you are on your way to your friend across the room. That works really well. Um, And just as you're going, you're making eye contact with people, you're connecting with people. That's bringing people's attention to you, and at that point, you can start to recognize who may be responding well to you. If you stand against the wall, people aren't going to notice you. No, You have to be able to willing, you have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit more, but even walking across the room is a great tool.
0: Okay, I have a little story. This is so sexy. Like I love this whole idea because, okay, so Scott and I went to this event in Denver. Um, If you've ever watched Sex, Love, and Goop on Netflix, Jaya and Ian are in, I think the very first episode and they lead a whole embodiment practice with different sensual tools anyway. Ian hosted an event while we were in Denver, and it was called the Erotic Blueprint Ball. And you got to decide which (laughs) blueprint to show up as. So there's kinky, sensual, sexual, and shapeshifter. What am I missing? Anyway, there's a plethora of them. So you get to figure out who you're going to embody. And then you dress that way. You embody that energy, and you go to the ball. And when you went to the ball, you didn't get to like dance with anyone. You had to dance with yourself, but you could be mm-hmm. super erotic in your energy and then you're connecting with people, but there was no touching and groping and whatever humping goes on the dance floor. And it was really interesting as we started, he had everyone kind of walk and like in a row. And then he had some people on the inner and then he had us kind of mingle. So people are coming at you and you're coming at them and you're making eye contact and they're in their erotic energy and you're in your erotic energy. And it was something very primal that happened, Mm -hmm. like something very primal about eye locking in your energy. So I can imagine embodying the same kind of a concept as you're walking into a club and no one notices you cuz they're doing their own thing in the club right mm-hmm. and you're like crawling on the dance floor but and you're like making eye contact and you're in your blueprint energy of like tonight i'm fucking kinky or like tonight i'm really sensual or tonight i'm really sexual and i'm ready to go play that is fucking
1: hot yeah i love that that sounds amazing i so want to go check that out that would be so much fun and
0: we could create our own like yeah. you can create your own erotic ball and at the party. Okay? Yes. Where you just embody yes. it and then walk around and kind of like lock eyes with people mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm interested.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, one of the other things that I definitely tell my clients to um is to recognize when their thoughts are going, well what if? Oh, what if they're not going to like me? What if I'm not sexy enough? What if nobody wants to to connect with me. And I'm like, just take that whole what if Mm -hmm. and throw it out the door. Like tonight at this party, you are not allowed to think what if. So when it happens, when you recognize that it comes up, recognize, okay, I'm thinking what if, take a deep breath and then recenter yourself into the moment and pay attention to all of your senses. Okay. What am I smelling? What am I sensing? What am I feeling? What am I hearing? It helps you reconnect into the moment and get out of that anxiety feeling that, that you have, because that's one of those things that like people that have anxiety, their brains just run away with what, what if, what if this, what if this, what if this, this?" they're really focused on all of the possibilities of the future. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard when you do that to be able to enjoy the moment. You're not in the moment. You're not connected. You're not engaged in the moment when you're worried about what's happening Three steps or 10 steps or 15 steps ahead. I love this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously, the goal is to get them in your bed, their bed, someone's bed, the floor, right. Or whatever, right? Okay. So we're prowling, we're looking, we're eye contacting, we're getting a connection, but mm-hmm. we're not what ifing they don't like me. Right. And we're feeling confident again i keep feeling like there's a time for approach is this the time
1: <laughs> yeah so when you've when you've had that connection eye contact is a big thing so make sure when you're you're paying attention to eye contact hold that eye contact a little bit longer than what you feel like you should so don't just immediately draw your eyes away hold on to it for another couple seconds and then keep flashing back you know keep looking back oh oh <laughs> That helps. Um, and then when it's time for the approach, yeah, you just, you keep it simple. Hi, I'm Joe. Great. I love your, it's always great to start with a compliment too. So, hey, I'm Joe. I love your, your. that's a great shirt or that's a great color on you. Or um, you have a great smile or great eyes or whatever. It's great to just walk up, introduce yourself and start with a compliment.
0: I freaking love this. Mm-hmm. This just happened to me last week. I went to my very first swinger event. It was at a bar takeover and Scott didn't come with me, but our girlfriend came with me. So I wasn't alone. I had a wing girl mm-hmm. and it happened to me. I walked in, they did all look at me, but the, the bar was really tiny. So everybody was kind of like, Oh, who's here. Mm-hmm. And I had this happen a few times where the it was normally guys. I had one or two girls that walked up and, "Hey, I recognize you from the group." Or like, "Hey, I love that leopard dress and those sexy legging things you have on fishnets." I had fishnets on. Um, I had one guy that walked up and said, "Like, I love your smile," and I saw it all the way from the, across the the other side of the room, and it just lit up. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so fun!" Yeah. So I love just the one-liner. It doesn't have to be complicated.
1: No, it doesn't have to be complicated. And just be sincere. Don't try to fake it. Like, Mm. I don't want you to fake it because that's going to come across if you're faking it. So I want you to literally, like, tell them what it was that you were attracted to. What did you see that you liked? Because they're going to recognize that honesty and it's going to come out in you. Like, I don't ever tell anybody, like, fucking be yourself. Don't ever try to be anybody that you're not because you're amazing just like you are and you don't need to be anybody else. Yes. And yes. if you're trying to be somebody else, then you're not going to connect with the right people.
0: Yeah. And I love your no-nonsense your no approach and I think I'm very aligned in that too. I do the same thing on dating life, dating apps. I'm like, your smile is gorgeous and Why'd you swipe right on me? I wonder what made you swipe right. You just ask. Yes. Yeah. Tell you. So you have led us up to we're making first contact. Mm-hmm. They're still not in our bed yet. Mm-hmm. Now the awkward conversations stuff has to happen, right? So, like, how do you flow into conversation that feels so sexy and fun and engaging?
1: Yeah. So it doesn't have to be that awkwardness. I don't ever recommend anybody just jumping right into sex. Yes, you're at a swingers event, and yes, that's awesome. And yes, you think they're sexy, Mm -hmm. and you can compliment them with that. But don't you want to show them that you're interested in them as a person and more than just a vagina, more than just a dick? You know, most people, not everybody. And if you're one of those people that just want to fuck and it doesn't matter, that's awesome. I'm not judging you for that. But Most people want more of an attraction. They want to know that you're attracted to them Mm -hmm. and not just to what you can do for them. So you're going to get to know them, who they are, find out what they're interested in, try to build a connection with them. People Mm -hmm. tend to like people that they have something in common with. So you're trying to find things that you have in common. So you're going to ask them, find out about their interests, um, and then just sort of build it from there. It really just starts as liking people, you know, you're you're just getting to know them. And as you're having those conversations, don't let too much of a pause happen. Um, That's one of those things that people that struggle with social anxiety, um, the people that feel like they're not as successful. It's part of the reason is because they tend to let too much just, um, dead time lapse. Yeah. So, you know, don't let that, that time lapse for more than, you know, four or five seconds before you follow up with another statement or another question. Don't get too sexual too fast, but, you know, as you've been talking to them for a few minutes, Ask them what their dynamic is, you know, find out what it is that they're looking for, make it about them. And then also that helps you figure out most of the time, those people are also going to ask you about yourself because they, it should be reciprocal. And if it's not, then you're going to know that as well. So it doesn't have to be that weird, like, okay, do you want to fuck me at the end of the night? because that's probably not going to be well responded to, but it's just, you make it part of the conversation and you find out what their dynamic is and you read their body language and you respond to it. And as the night goes on, you'll find out if there's interest and if there is, you keep pursuing that. You keep building that. It's part of the fun. You know, you maybe take your flirtations up a notch and you maybe break the touch barrier in a non-sleazy, non-sexual way, you know, like brushing someone's arm or their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, really notice how they respond to that, because if they recoil from you, then you know that that's not something that they're comfortable with and then don't follow up with that anymore. Um but you can brush their arm or you know their leg it just is a way to break that touch barrier but in a non sleazy weird kind of way um and then honestly at the end of the night i've i've done some workshops on like making the first move because that's where people really struggle with is um they feel like they've they've met someone and they feel like they have this connection and they feel like there's an attraction on both both sides, but Mm -hmm. neither one is really willing to make that first move to actually ask and say, Hey, do you want to go play?
0: Yeah. The follow through is super important. I know a lot of people that are like incredible flirters. And then when I'm like, Oh, this sounds really hot. It was going well for you. It was going well for her. And then I'm like, when are y'all meeting? And they're like, uh, I haven't heard from her now since Tuesday. Cause Mm -hmm. nobody just said. I like what you just said as a script, like, hey, do you want to play? When you're at some of these events, I'm assuming a lot of times there's also play there, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I know there was a big event a week or two ago in our area, in our region, where there were different rooms and different Mm -hmm. places to play within the club itself, how do you, can you give us some scripts on that? Like other than the, just like, how do you, do you want to play? You know, how do you ask, do you want to play here right now? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go home with me? Mm-hmm. Do you want to see me again? And we'll play later if it's like the no touch guy, like what do you, what do you do? Help so
1: us. that's one of those things that I always recommend to people. Don't, put so much pressure on that having that conversation at one time. So okay. make that part of the build up through throughout the night is as you're getting to know them, you can ask them, okay, you know, what really turns you on? Do you like to play at events? Do you feel more comfortable, you know, in smaller settings? What's your turn-ons? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you like and what do you not like? And then that's going to help you get an idea about what they're going to be interested in mm-hmm. because some people are Most clubs do have play areas, most swinger clubs. Some of them are like meet and greets, like bar. The
0: bar, the bar takeover. Don't Those are
1: obviously not going to have playrooms, but most swinger clubs, most swinger events are going to have playrooms set up for on-premise play, but some people aren't comfortable playing at events. So as you're getting to know them, you can ask them and find out what their comfort level is. Um and then that's going to help you know whether they're going to want to play there or whether they're going to want to take it back someplace else but at the end of the night or when you when it feels appropriate don't overthink it so many people stop because they're very very fa- afraid of that rejection they're very afraid of well what if they say no yeah and really you know i i coach on this a lot but if they're not interested in playing with you that really has more to do with them than it has to do with you that has to do with their feelings and their desires and their comfort level and maybe their boundaries and all of that stuff it doesn't have to do with you so first of all don't take that personally don't take that as a testament to your attractability or your fuckability or your worth Just because somebody doesn't want to play with you at this moment, at this place, don't take it personally. And it's going to sting a little. Obviously, that's human nature. But take a step back and put it in perspective that it's not about you. It's about them. And it could be anything. I, full disclosure, honesty, um, burnt my hoo-ha with some shaveless cream. I gave myself a chemical burn. Um, not my best moment, but when somebody wanted to go play, I was like, no, I can't play. It didn't have anything at all to fucking do with them. It had to do with me and the fact that I'm a dumbass and I burnt my hoo-ha so I couldn't play, you know, and some people, (laughs) some people may not want to tell you that they may be embarrassed about that. Or they went
0: to the event, not quite ready. Like, I've had a first date with someone with Scott where like, I hadn't properly shaved things. Like I hadn't done the upkeep. Like I was thinking it was just going to be like a Mm -hmm. snuggle and watch a movie thing. And somehow everybody got naked and I was like, what Mm -hmm. is happening? So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of reasons that, or you're on your period or Mm -hmm. you're just had sex right before you went in there and you're like, I'm kind of tapped out right now.
1: Right. Or you're new and you're just trying to figure out your own dynamic. You haven't figured out your own boundaries. You're just, there's any number of things, any number of reasons why people wouldn't want to play with you that have absolutely nothing to do with you. So first of all, keep that in mind that it most likely has way more to do with them than it has to do with you. But also... I say, just keep it simple and say, Hey, I'm, I'm interested. I'm attracted to you. Do you want to go play? Are you interested in going to play? I've, it's really, it's nice if you, um, couple that with a compliment. I mean, that's always nice. One of the things One of the great pieces of advice that I give people is, you know, you kind of look at them like right in the eye and you say something like, oh my God, your lips are so fucking amazing. Can I kiss you? And then if they say yes, then you kiss them. And it's so much easier to go from we're making out. Hey, do you want to go back and play? Yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I love that script. And each one that you've given us is so simple. Like mm-hmm. the one that you were like, I'm Joe, love your dress. Like I'm Joe, love your earrings. I'm Joe, love your jacket or your mm-hmm. hat or whatever the fuck, right? And then this one, I'm interested and attracted to you. Do you want to go play? It's two sentences. It it's takes so two, simple. one breath to say that, right?
1: Yep.
0: Okay, I want to ask one more question for you. And that's like, if your intention is to play at an event, Mm -hmm. male or female, how do you prepare best?
1: So your actions are definitely going to depend on what your intentions are. So if it's your intention if you're going to an event and your intention is to play, you're most likely going to be a little bit more assertive. You're going to be a little bit more um, I don't want to say aggressive. I'm going to say assertive. You're going to put yourself out there a little bit more um, because you're more on the hunt, right? Yeah. Typically, um, your act, ag- your intentions really do dictate your actions. So you're going to be putting out that thirsty vibe a little bit more that like, I'm here to play vibe. And that's, that's not a bad thing. So if you want to play, if that's your intention, then you have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit more. And you have to be willing to risk not everybody being receptive to that. You have to know that there's a chance that you're going to get some rejection and that's okay. It's okay that not everybody is attracted to you, just like you're not attracted to everybody else. That's the thing is like when people get rejected, they take it so personally and they're like, well, I'm unfuckable. I'm unattractive. I'm not sexy. I'm not all of these things. And really, they're just not, you're just not their cup of tea and that's fine. It's not a bad thing that not everybody is attracted to you. I say this too like my husband doesn't like steak. He's just it's it's not his thing. He doesn't like steak. It's not his taste. There's nothing wrong with steak. Steak is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I love steak. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't and that's okay. And nothing that you're going to do to that steak is going to make him like it. Mm. You know, you can slap on some red lipstick in a sexy little black dress and he's still not going to want to fuck that steak, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's not his taste. So just because somebody isn't attracted to you in that moment, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you.
0: Okay. So you're telling us like have a bit of a thirsty vibe and that that's okay. Yeah. I was thinking even before the event starts, typically there's an event page or an Mm -hmm. event group. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what I've done and what I did on Saturday was put a picture of her and I together. And I said like, Hey, we can't wait to be there tonight or we're getting ready tonight for tonight Um, and there you could state your intention. Like we're both super down to play. Come find us. Like you could be as out there as you want, or it could be just you going like, Hey, come find us. Um, like we're excited to meet you and it could be much more G rated.
1: Absolutely. And also if they have an event page, find out who else is going and make connections with those before time. So you can say, Hey, you know, you're going to notice those people that are also commenting that they're going to that. And you can ask them if it's okay if you DM them and then say, hey, I'm going to this event too. Do you mind if I DM you? And try to make those connections with people so that you already have the initial connection and it makes it so much easier say, hey, that you're looking for those people that you've already connected with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I love within our Facebook group that you can you can click on the person's name and then within the group, whatever post they've had, it's on there. And so Mm -hmm. our group is really good about saying like, you know, today introduce yourself so you can go back and do some research. Like here are all the people that I know fit the same dynamic as me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go search them out and say hi and see what the interest is like.
1: Yeah. But even if you're on like one of the the, the dating sites like SLS yeah. or Cassidy or something like that, you're they're going to have event pages and they're going to have their profiles of people that have clicked that they're going. Right. So you can also get on those um, sites and find out who is going, and then try to connect with those people ahead of time. We've done that as well. That was actually like our first <laughs> our first party that we ever went to. Um, we were very very green, very vanilla and sort of scared out of our mind. And at that point we got into the lifestyle because I'm bi. And so at that point we were kind of looking for a unicorn just because we thought it would be easier. We've learned a lot since then, but, um, so we got on a page and we recognized or we noticed that somebody that was a single female was going. And so we messaged her and she was like, yeah, that's awesome. Come find me when you get here. I'll show you around. Mm -hmm. And she did. And it was amazing. And I've never played with her, but we are still friends to this day. And it's, she's amazing. And it really helped to have that connection that we had made ahead of time. I bet. Yeah.
0: So what about some other practical ways to prepare, like, um, like make sure that you bring condoms?
1: For sure. Absolutely. So you're done. Absolutely. You're going to want to be prepared for that. Um, You want to make sure that you're well groomed. And I'm going to tell you that I want you to do whatever fucking makes you feel sexy. Mm -hmm. So if that's a whole self-care, lotion, facial, your hair, your makeup, whatever it is for guys, you want the good smelling cologne, you want the manscaping. Mm -hmm. I want you to fucking feel amazing walking into that place. Feel good about yourself so make sure that you've done whatever it is that you need to do to feel good about yourself and be prepared. So yeah, condoms, lube, a lot of places are going to have those things, but you yeah. still need to have, you know, take control of your own, um, situations. Don't be that guy that goes to a swingers event without condoms. Cause yeah, that's happened to me too. Um, don't be that guy, but, um, Be prepared and feel great and walk in like you're ready to storm the place. Walk in like you're ready to embrace your badassery.
0: (laughs) And folks, we just got you into their bed. Thank you. Mic (laughs) drop, double mic drop. That feels amazing. Yes. Done. Anything else you want to wrap us up with, Joe? Um, I know that you've got a program or two going on. You got a lot going on on your end. So let us know. How can people find you and join in, especially if they want more of you?
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, I do have a podcast. It's called The Confident Swinger Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available on pretty much every platform out there. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those. Um, it's really focused on... It's obviously for swingers and other people in the lifestyle, but it really has that confidence emphasis. So it's really about like thought management and feeling good about yourself and just showing up the way you want, making that life happen that you want to happen. So really about that. I do have the program that I've just rolled out. It's Get Out of Your Head and Into Their Bed. And it is a Love it. Right. Um, it's a 12 week program
0: (laughs) working
1: directly with me. It's really for those people that need help, not just with their confidence, but also learning how to connect with other people and learning how to read body, body language and learning how to make those connections and build those connections and make the first move. So, um, it's a great program and you can go check out my website. I actually have a brand new website that is just getting ready to roll out. Hopefully by the time this airs, it will be out. So go check out my website. It is theconfidenteswinger.com. There's some freebies on there and there's some a quiz on there that you can take and lots of other fun stuff. And you can also connect with me on Facebook. Uh, Joe, Levitt. So. love it. Love
0: it. Oh my God. I love having you on. This was so much fun. I feel confident that now I could probably walk someone else through the steps of how to get into their bed. This was super easy, super practical, very fun to record as always. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. We can love you,
1: Jen. You're always amazing. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.